The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of the righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of the disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Almighty God, we thank you for your gift of welcoming us and having us welcomed as we take the word of Christ to other people. And we bless the bird in Jesus' name. Amen. 1985, large suitcase was delivered at the customs office in Los Angeles International Airport. Inside the suitcase was a dead body of an unidentified young woman. U.S. custom agents checked and did an investigation. And they uncovered a horrible tragedy that resulted from desperate desire of two young people for freedom. The woman in the suitcase was the wife of a young Iranian living in U.S., her desire to join her husband. She could not obtain a visa, so she took matters into her own hands. She squeezed herself into a large suitcase and had it smuggled onto a jet headed for the United States. It was foolish. It was deadly. She died in the airplane. But as we celebrate our 4th of July... It's good for us to ponder what American citizenship means to many people, to many of us even for 200 years, and what it means to enter into the United States today. Most of our ancestors came here looking for freedom. They did extraordinary things. What makes this land so attractive to the rest of the world? For many people, it was economic opportunity, at least for my Norwegian ancestors. Some were to flee crime-ridden nations, Some came here out of fleeing persecution in their own countries. We can't blame anyone for coming to the United States. And if you have a family, lots of people paid a dear price to get family here. So why do people come? They come because of freedom. 
That's what we have stood for for more than 200 years. Our founding fathers and mothers wanted a government of the people, for the people, by the people. Freedom, such a powerful word, such a powerful draw. What an amazing idea. Freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of worship, freedom to have a dream. We dare not take these things for granted. So in two days on the 4th of July, please enjoy your picnic, please enjoy the parades and fireworks, but most of all, enjoy freedom. But for us as Christians, every worship service is a celebration of freedom. The freedom that only Christ can give. Freedom from sin and death. Freedom from fear and failure. Freedom from anger and vindictiveness. And so in that freedom, our text starts, welcome. It's a common word. How many of you have a doormat that says, welcome? How many read the welcome sign when you go into a new state or a new town? How many have noticed the welcome signs when you go into a new national forest? And like we said in the children's sermon, How many of you have been greeted at Walmart with welcome? Or how many of you have been greeted at a restaurant, good evening and welcome, table for two? Or a welcome that we will no longer hear, welcome to the greatest show on earth. It's gone. And of course, welcome to America. So what makes welcome something that's important to us as Christians? Part of that welcome is the host to make the guest feel at home. And if you read our lesson today carefully, you'll notice that it's the little ones of Christ who are being welcomed by the ones that they are going to. Welcome to a home. The welcoming makes the home feel natural. It may look different, it may smell different, it may be full of strangers, but a welcome makes a home a welcome, and it's good to be there. Jews and Christians have the history of hospitality. It makes up who we are. The Torah tells the Jews how to welcome the stranger. When a traveler would come to town, 
they would wait by the well until one of the town's people would invite them to their house and feed the stranger for the night. But welcoming is hard, and it's good. Anne-Marie Pinda says, just as the human need for hospitality is constant, so it seems is the human fear of the stranger. We want to be welcomed, and we are afraid of the stranger. The risk in the Torah is not overcome by the fear of the stranger, but hospitality defined who they were, and therefore defined who their God was. The early Christian communities, Paul reminds the Romans to offer hospitality to the alien, the one who is a stranger. In the letter of Hebrews, the people were reminded to show hospitality to all, for they might entertain angels unaware. And in Acts, those early deacons practiced hospitality in the community, welcoming all who had a need and then fulfilling that need. And so in Matthew, it's the same message. Hospitality is the faithfulness of the people. For Christians, it is the faithfulness of the people, welcoming the prophet and getting the prophet's reward, which is to hear the word of the prophet, to welcome the righteous ones and to receive the reward that the righteous can give, and to receive the little ones with a cup of cold water. That was the practice of the church because they were one with God. Michael Douglas speaks of his relationship with his father, Kurt Douglas. The story goes like this. Dad called me the other night. He said, Michael, I was watching myself on an old movie earlier tonight, and I didn't remember making it. Michael says, well, Dad, you made 75 movies and you are now 94. Don't be so rough on yourself. No, Michael, you didn't let me finish. I realized halfway through that I was watching one of your movies. (laughs) But the point, isn't it wonderful that we are indisguisable, yeah, There is no difference between Christ and myself, right? 
I-N-D-I-S-T-I-N-G-G-U-I-S-H-A-B-L-E. Got it? Okay. Oh, and he's recording this too, isn't he? Okay. Let's see, where was I? So we are like Christ. And when people look at us, they seek and see Christ. That's our calling. That's the gift of grace in our life. So we are a welcoming community. Welcoming one another means that we pay attention to the other. It means we know that we are uncomfortable and we set that aside so that we can be a host. A host into Christ. Matthew tells us, when two or three are gathered in the name of Jesus, there I am. But you might say, the job is too big. You know the story of Lauren Elsley, the star thrower? It's the story of the guy walking on the sea shore, picking up starfish and throwing them back into the ocean. And his friend says, why are you doing this? And he says, because if I don't, they will die. But he says, look at the seashore. There are thousands of them. How can you make a difference? And he says, to the one I pick up and throw back into the ocean, it makes all the difference in the world. Welcome. It makes all the difference in the world to the one person you are welcoming. There's a Russian Orthodox story of a monk talking to a younger monk. And he says, I have finally learned to accept people as they are. Whatever they are in the world, a prostitute, a prime minister, it's all the same to me. But sometimes I see a stranger coming up the road and I say, Oh, Jesus Christ, it is you again. And Kathleen Norris continues. She says, My neighbor in all her neediness is Christ for me. She may exhaust me. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's you again. But that's not our calling. Our calling is to see Christ. How do I find the freedom and risk my own vulnerability to be helped by another? To put the other in an exhausting situation? To Come to another and be received as Christ. So our welcoming is for the other, the welcoming is for ourselves. 
So we bring our Christian church. Hospitality is the practice by which the church stands or falls. Hospitality is something that everyone should be teaching. So how do we teach hospitality? We teach it by practice. To offer hospitality, we simply bring who we are, what we have, and where we are to the other. Sometimes we receive it, sometimes we give it. But that practice shapes us into what we are as Christians. Welcoming. It's just another name for being filled with the grace of God.